This is Pod With Me. On this episode, our guest is surviving heart failure and he's waiting for a heart transplant. But this does not stop him from dancing. Ha, ah, get ready, because the pod starts now. They had to admit me because I had more serious situation. It was my heart. So I have 10 medications. One of my medications actually only comes with IV form. Need to have it until my surgery or a heart transplant. I still go out dance with it because that's what I love to do. This is Alex Dayagiar, and you're listening to Pod With Me. I'm here with Buck Buck. You've had a life-changing experience. And at the end of this experience, you know, we always, things happen to us. We never understand why, but later we understand why it had to happen. First, I want to know about Buck before the situation happened. I'm from the Philippines. Um, I, w- I moved here when I was 12, and I live, I went to University of Florida, live in Boston for four years, then San Francisco for two years. I've been in Miami for the last six years. Love dancing, right? Uh, <laughs> I love dancing. I will never stop liking it because I love music. I love dancing with my friends, and also in addition to that, I love having dinners, just hanging out with my friends. And no, but what everybody likes practically to do, you like. Yeah, I basically work out, you know, have great food, Go watch a movie and just hang out with friends. All right. So here you are living your life, doing everything, watching movies, dancing, going out, partying, working. And then all of a sudden you tell us how it all started. Um, When I was coming back from Chicago and I was having shortness of breath and also I was have some chest pains. I was afraid to go to the doctor because I was doing consulting. I didn't have um, insurance. So I waited for nine days for me to go to the doctor because my sister finally saw that I need to go because I, I couldn't breathe anymore. I was had to stay in one spot for me to even feel comfortable. And after going in there for first 10 minutes, they had to admit me because I had more serious situation. It was my heart and my liver both failed at that okay, time. So you're here at the hospital, you're thinking it's pneumonia and the doctor comes back and you get this news. Wow, did you feel in that moment? I, I was scared because... What was it that he said exactly? Uh, Buck, we have to do more testing for you. Mm-hmm. And then we have to evaluate you more. We actually have to transfer you to the main hospital, which they specialize in, in the heart. So here you're thinking you're not only scared of this information, you're also thinking you have no insurance. I have no insurance. And, you know, I, I would hate to just, you know, all my work and hard work would just go away because it's some stupid, you know, like going hospital visit and, and, they, will, and they will bill me very high. So. Yeah, of course. And then they do all these tests and then they come back the second time around. What do they say? <laughs> uh, Buck, they, they told me, uh, Buck, you have a failed liver and a failed heart. So you have, we, we need transplant for, for both of your heart and your liver. And then... Oh, okay, wait. So, I mean, this is like, is not easy to say, but um, that's probably why you're speeding through this. He tells you that. How did you... That moment, what, were your, what was your reaction, you know? Of course, I, I start thinking about, reflecting about what did I do? Like, you what... You thinking you did something wrong. I did something wrong. I mean, I had to reflect, what did I do in my life that I end up being, like, in this situation because I've always been healthy. I've always promote wellness to everything that I do in work and also my professional and personal life. 
But then all of a sudden, I go through this uh, in a heart problem, congested heart failure. And I was like, of course, there was a blame for myself first mm -hmm. to see what ha what was happening, but in the end, you know, it was they they went through a lot of testing, but it was more about my dad giving it to me because my dad had it mm -hmm. 20 years ago, plus the lifestyle that that I because you you partied a lot. I partied a lot. I drank a lot because you I were up a lot. You stayed up. Yes, a lot. I, the, the biggest problem I had, the biggest problem I had in my life is I only slept four hours to three hours a day, even though I wasn't partying. So working in a very stressful environment, you so know. The doctors, you told that to the doctor. What it, you know, sleep is a big factor, right? Yeah, sleep is a big factor because your body has to rest, the cells has to regenerate, but also my mind has to calm down as well. And the way I was working in the hotel industry is I was so plugged in the system that I was afraid to go to sleep because I I couldn't miss anything. Mm -hmm. Every vibration of my phone, I had to like get up and watch it. So even for me, before I go to sleep, I need something that I would take something so i'll be alert so i can hear that vibration when even in the middle of the night wow all right so here you are at the hospital how was the re your friends when they started finding out what was that reaction they were all shocked i believe um because for someone so energetic and so um it's always positive and always into wellness all of a sudden is dying <laughs> <laughs> todd come over here so we have one of your best friends right todd yeah, yeah, Todd. I've known him for almost 20 years. So he's one of your besties, and you guys party a lot together and stuff. Pot, what were your, what did, you, what was your going through your mind when you just found out? Yeah, we were all in shock. The night before the, he was admitted to the hospital, they told me he had, I hadn't seen him for a few months. He had been in New York, and he came back. And so I went over to the house to visit him, and he was in the house, and he was saying, you know, he felt bad, and and he was sick, and he was coughing a lot every time he would talk. He would cough. Um, and like I said, he said he thought so he had these little symptoms before that you were that he was talking to you about, right? Yeah, the day before he actually checked into the hospital. I saw him that afternoon up until that night when he left and he was on his breathing machine uh, saying that he thought he had pneumonia or bronchitis. Um, and he would wheeze uh, when he was trying to, to sleep. Um, he even got up at some points and would be like, stand up and say, I go, go to coughing, coughing fits and say, I think I'm dying. Actually, he would say that. Well, you guys are roommates, right? No, I wasn't roommates, but I am friends. You were dating? No, no, no. 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 I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Because <laughs> no, you heard him come up, go pee, go, you heard him. Yeah, because I spent the afternoon I spent the afternoon with him because I hadn't seen him for... Like, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm just pulling your life. I hadn't seen him for like three or four months. So he, has, he had got back from New York, Chicago. So then he actually, like I said, he said, I think I'm dying. You know, I'm thinking, oh... You are like totally not, you know. This is you know, that's yeah, just whatever. You're like yeah. in denial because you never whatever, think. Whatever, yeah. You, you don't think that that's actually the truth, you know. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, and then he finally got <laughs> up, and then he said, "Okay, I'm going to head home." So that night he said, "I'm going to go ahead and leave and drive home." Um, so we helped him uh, take his bags out. He left, and uh, then he said on the way home that he had to stop and get some. Um, you got vitamin. <laughs> uh, you got coconut water or something. Nyquil and some water stuff. Because I had problems sleeping. And I had to just, I had to elevate my head to, with several pillows and I couldn't sleep. And so I, so I took... Imagine going through all this and all, all this, you're trying to get better because you don't have insurance. Uh, yeah, and I was afraid that I, I would be diagnosed with something else. And that's part of the biggest stigma is like, why go to a doctor? Because I might, you know, something else might pop up. And so I was afraid. So not just the insurance part and also finding out what the hell is, what the other things are wrong with me. Yeah, so he, um, when I woke up that the next morning, I had text messages. I guess that night when he had gotten home, 
he got worse. And then I hear like his family member said that, you know what, you need to go to the hospital. Like we need to check this out. And so I guess that's when he found out Then they admitted him and that he was in, you know, bad condition. So they went ahead and like I said, I woke up and I had text messages, bucked in the hospital, bucked in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we're like, Oh God, you know. It was a couple of days later. This is like the next day. I'd seen him the the, that day. night. He had left that, that night. He he said, left, so know. he left in the morning. Yeah, well, he well, he left that night um, after he said, you know, after the whole day taking his breathing machines, saying I think I'm dying. He was coughing, all that. He left, and the next morning when I woke up, I had a text message like at eight in the morning from another friend saying Buck is in the hospital. I'm heading up there. So that night when I got off work, he had already been switched to a different hospital. Now he was in Hollywood. So we all went up there and. <laughs> You know, and then he was hooked up to tubes. Um, so here you are, seeing him right. normally leaving, and the next thing you see is him in tubes. And, and what was what was your reaction when you saw it? Yeah, it was, it was like a shock. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize, you know, that it was really that bad. Like I said, the day before. Yeah, because nobody yeah. wants to really believe anything like that. That, of that fast, basically that fast. Like we yeah. see somebody one day, and the next day he's like that in the bed. Where he ended up being over a month in the hospital, you know, in a hospital. Um, and then the doctor came in and, you know, talked to us and told us about, you know, how actually his levels were and, you know, functioning it under like, you know, 15%, your heart, um, liver off the charts. Um, and the doctor is even like, you know what, the way you look, um, you shouldn't, I'm sorry, the way your numbers are, you shouldn't look this good. Um, I'm very surprised, you know, how you look so good. <laughs> so you even look great in bed in, in, yeah, the, in the, the hospital? Yeah, you look great. Yeah, you look great. Like, so... I I I I'm th- I mean I was very shocked as well because based, you look good. No, the based on the numbers and whatever, oh, okay, the, whatever the uh, data was that I'm that like, I looked like I was yeah. dying, mm-hmm. but I was still making jokes. I was still you know laughing and yeah. I was. And like, by the way, we're here joking around because you're very you're well and I thank God that uh, you're thank good. God, yes. So that's why we're joking while we're telling the story and making light of it. But the one of the you know the good thing that came out of this was the reaction of everyone you know. And the outpour for for helping you and and, and tell us about that. Um, how did that happen? What happened? So I was in the hospital for a m- one month and five days, and so people, you know, my condition was still st- stabilizing, but at the same time, you know, I was getting better and better. I, my heart condition went from thirteen percent to twenty percent. <laughs> Uh, ejection fracture, which is only twenty percent of my heart, is working. So that's what it means. Uh, produces, you know, pump the blood so there's oxygen in my body. So, but every single day, it was so nice to hear from someone. It could be a text message, it could be an Instagram. All those positive vibes that people had put me through. It's just it made me. So that energy was actually came to you, right? Mm-hmm. That energy all came up, came to me, and ma- and manifested that to the way that you know, like for me to survive. Because I've seen Todd cried, Michael cried, Mel cried. I see everyone was in tears. Like right in front of you? Yes. And I cannot. What were you thinking when you're seeing that? Like, that, this is, I, I was like, I can't it's do real. this to this people. Uh, it like, gave you the strength. The strength, like, to, to cause this so much pain on somebody, especially if I die, I cannot allow that. So you pictured yourself good? You pictured yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked myself up. I said, Buck, you got to fight every single day. You got to make sure, you know, like, you're too close to these people. And the fact that they're here supporting me and they're here to just encourage me every single day is like, I can't die. After this happened to you and you're better, do you think this had to happen to you to avoid other situations or life came, shook you up and told you, Buck, turn around and turn your life around and somehow, in some way? 
Absolutely, because I, I, as I got older, I became more spiritual and li- religious. Somehow, that's how the life works. I asked, you know, the higher power, the Lord, to make me closer to my family and also be healthier. And you weren't that healthy in the sense I, of partying. Correct. You were staying up and stuff. Wish I should have asked the Lord more specific because I am close. Well, you didn't. You wanted to ignore that part. You go, no, about everything else was good, but you, you just yeah. left that out. Yeah, that's fine. I, I didn't. I didn't want to because you were having so much fun. I was happy, but so much fun. But I reflected afterwards that it should have been a balance because for me, I I'm probably one of those responsible partiers. I'm always home at two two a.m. Everyone stays out late, and I'm always two a.m. I always stay two o'clock. I'm home one forty-five. I say goodbye to people, but at the same time, if I don't see you, they know I'm home taking a nap. I have so many things I was enjoying in life. You know, partying, working, friends, and everything. It's just that... But maybe by partying too much, maybe you were leaving out a part of it. Correct. That's absolutely right, because I was so... I spent so much time on partying, which I shouldn't have. Besides the love and the tears and everything you saw, they helped you because you didn't have insurance. Tell us about that. The bills at the hospital are very expensive. Start coming in. um, So the bill was half a million dollars. And I get, I get, I still have a bill of every, like ten thousand dollars every single week. So there's a GoFund that, but that was that started by Mel, and I'm so grateful for that. And it was twenty five hundred dollars that actually that helped me from the beginning too, because she was so nice as well. Her and my friend G and Marcus to move everything out of my apartment. So you had your friends help you move out of your apartment. They started the GoFund that was able to help you. So that showed a lot of you know the support you had around you. So. What the bottom line is that what was important throughout this recovery was the fact that, first of all, it started from you within the strength to get better, and then the love and energy that everyone else gave you, correct? Yes, and everyone was, I was, my mind was still very active, but because I just want to do, I want to, that's me as a worker, but everyone around me, all my friends, just don't, don't, doesn't want me to stress out. So they took care of everything for me, like moving stuff, every problem, they would even hide things for me because they don't want me to stress about certain things. That's amazing. The, all these boys here, you, they come to talk or just to give you uh, more support for doing a podcast yeah. with me? Well, yes, <laughs> yes, that was the support for the podcast. Because we all, but Miguel was uh, visited me. Yeah, I went to see him. It was hard for me to see him, you know, like was in the hospital. Was tubes and all that? Yeah. And what, were, what was your reaction when you saw that? He was very happy, you know, he was very he was smiling, he was talking about, you know, like, like everybody laughing in the hospital, everybody was like, like, very attentive to you, right? Greg actually just became one of the best things that happened to me in 2019. I acquired him as one of my close friends. I couldn't go to visit him, but I was checking on him, like, out of there. Right. One thing, too, that you can add to the one advice to the people. Mm-hmm. One thing you said that when you see something online or something happened to people, send that positive vibe, send a note to somebody, include it in your prayers. You have positive energy around you. Yeah, people right. believe in you that you're going to make it, and you believe within yourself, then anything's possible, right? That is, yeah, that is the theme of this um, podcast, is the fact that you have to, be, you have to stay positive. And even the, ner- the nicest nurse at the hospital they said that they learned something from me because mm-hmm. i am in a deathbed right there 
I was on category, category four on the heart failure, which is one to four. Four is the highest. Wow. And I was the one just walking around. I was walking every day around uh, on my floor two miles a day while everyone else is like in a deathbed. Were you also thinking, I have to do part with me? I have to do part with me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I had to. Do, uh-huh. But it was, it was so nice just to have people just visit and all those, you know, as I said before, those any text messages, anything. It's because I was at the hospital. I was, I was, I was bored. There was nothing else right. to do. You have a nurse? Why do you have a nurse? What's the, what's the next process? So I have 10 medications. One of my medications actually only comes with IV form. It's liquid form that's attached to my mm-hmm. armpit. How long do you have to have that for? I, I, as I need to have it until my surgery or a heart transplant. Because you're waiting for a heart transplant. But every single month I have a follow-up that, you know, that... So that keeps you going. So that keeps me going. I still go out dance with it. I still grow. Because I saw you it. dancing. I thought, well, what? I saw yeah. him. I'm like, yeah. here he is dancing again. Wow. wow. Because that's what I love to do. Yes. That's what I do now is because it makes me smile. It makes me, it recharges me music and dancing and also seeing people happy. It recharges my energy. What do you want to tell all those people that texted you, gave in money to the GoFund? What do you want to say to everybody? I, of course, I want to say thank you for everyone who supported me, who's been there for me and shows some gen- genuine interest to my welfare. It is so hard nowadays because everyone's so busy, but they, people have taken their time. I was so surprised that, you know, I'm, of course, my friends were all, all there, my family is there, but I'm so shocked at the kindness of other people. A lot that of you never thought, I never thought would be there for me. That actually, I mean, was there for me. That's what gave me so much more hope for uh, for huma- humanities because a lot of people, a lot of strangers. What advice do you give to anyone out there that's gonna go about to go into surgery or found out about some diagnosis or something? Stay positive. Always think of the best. Always think of. Don't think about you dying. Because one thing is, if you go to any surgeries, the first thing they will ask if you have any sm- emotional support. Because part of recovery, I mean, surgery is very easy, but after recovery is how many people will help you afterwards to go over that hump that you're recovering. So now you're just waiting for the transplant. Are you are in a list? How does that work? So um, I'm on the list, but at the same time, my blood type is most, the most common blood type in the world. I'm, I'm type O negative, so everyone else is type O negative. And then whoever they might match, it has to be exact same body type as I am. You know, petite little girl. I'm just gonna <laughs> 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 Alright, so one more thing before we go. Don't, Don't fall off the pod! To more pod with me, if you have not done so, go to the App Store and download our app. You can also go to alexjagiar.com and we are also on social media. On Facebook, you can go and follow us on AJA. On Twitter, it's Alex J. Aguiar. And on Instagram, it's Pod With Me. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and thank you for listening. And remember, don't fall off the pod. Let's get a sound check. Ready.